Welcome in again to the Furries and Football Podcast, a dragon and a pegasus talk football. Well, what could go wrong or go right? I am Manny Jones. Thank one, thank you quick uh, those listening to our first podcast. Uh, last week it did pretty darn good, so big ups to everyone if their support. I like, well, of course, joined by the Finn fanatic himself, the big horse, Mr. Zeus Pegasus in the building. Zeus, how about week one of college football, my friend? Oh my goodness! It was everything, everything that I thought it would be. Um, it was really fun to watch. A lot of narratives being broken and new ones being formed. So there's a bunch to get to this week, and we haven't even started the NFL season yet. So that's the best part. Tomorrow will be the start of the NFL season. It's Lions and uh, the Chief, if I'm not mistaken. I should know my Lions housemate talks endlessly about the Lions starting off the regular season. But first, let's get into college football. The first thing I would like to let our lovely, lovely listeners know is the definition of the word Clemsoning. The <laughs> act of failing miserably on a grand stage, or when the stakes are high, or the second definition of Clemsoning, record-setting failure, usually reserved for college football. Suffice to say, Clemson Clemson. <laughs> How in the hell does Clemson lose 28-7 to Duke? I... I honestly don't know. Um, I look at the highlights, and it is just so unlike a team that has been dominant before, you know, not too long ago, to commit mistakes at the goal line, the red zone, and just let Duke run all over them. I This doesn't look at the same team, and unfortunately, I think a lot of that does fall on the coaching. Something's up with, Sweeney, with, with Sweeney's kids. Like, they just lost that swagger. They, they've lost their way in handling individual opponents, and I don't know, man. Like, with a, with a loss that bad early on, they might not even make the AAC, the ACC championship game. I, There's I, huge concerns. Huge, huge, concerns huge, huge concerns indeed. And the, the thing that surprised me the most, this was tweeted out by, I, can't, I think it was, I want to say it was Sicko's committee, but they even said, like, Clemson has 48 five-star, five four-star players on their team. Duke has two. And the, the, the fact of the matter is, like, if this was ACC basketball, can totally get it, can totally get it. This is football, though. And another thing, too, I want to just bring this up, Zeus is just, you know, I have a lot of Clemson fans in my Twitch chat. I've been talking to a lot of them, and a lot of people talk positively about Cade Glubnick, their quarterback. And he didn't look too bad from what I've seen. He's decent. Will Shipley, their running back's pretty solid. I think your assessment's on point here. I think it primarily focuses on the play call on a Dabo Sweeney. And I remember so many Tigers fans saying, DJ Uigalele is terrible. Get him out of here. DJ is terrible. Get out of here. And, you know, I wonder if DJ wasn't the real problem. I don't think it was DJ Uigalele. I think it was more so complacent play calling and just a play style that has not adapted to how college football has changed over the past couple years. Or you could say, without a really good quarterback like a Sean Watson or a Trevor Lawrence, Dabo Sweeney is just useless. Yeah, it, harsh language, but it, it is, I mean, fool me once, shame on uh, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And this has been a trend ever since, I think, um, honestly, pre-pandemic. That's when Clemson football really started to go downhill. And while the recruiting's been top-notch, it just goes to show that recruiting isn't everything. Just go ask um, go ask Ohio State or go ask, like, Michigan, like, why they keep, keep getting beat by... Um, SSC teams or like a Big 12 team or something like that. Um, it's a combination of great players, great coaching, great leadership. And that's why, you know, as much as I hate them, Alabama's been dominant for 
so long at this point. Yeah. So Clemson right now, they have a lot of soul searching to do because this season's gone from promising to dire very, very quick. I mean, there's plenty the- of time left in this season. Sorry to interrupt you, but there's plenty of time left in this season, but I mean... You just never know what can happen. I mean, a bad loss like this. Some might argue Dabo's seat is getting pretty hot just from this alone. Ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know about that, but, yeah, I mean, the, the the patience of college football fans is very fickle. So I would not be surprised um, if they want to do a power move, especially with the conference expansion. Um, this next decade is going to be firing up again. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see what happens to the Clemson Tigers. Ooh. But... Do you know what else resulted from this game? What is that, Zeus? Let me know. Enlighten me. The rise and the return of the Florida State Seminoles. Mm. Holy smokes. I didn't believe in this team, even though I know their coach is great considering the, the way um, um, he, he had Mike Norvellis coached at Memphis before coming here, but goodness. Like, Florida State right now, uh, not only they're in contention for winning the ACC, I think um, you can pencil them in if they keep playing the way they are right now. You can pencil them into a playoff spot right now. It's a win like that um, over LSU. I mean, so while Clemson's been free-falling, thanks to that Duke game, we have Florida State here um, showing the other side, the other good side of the ACC here. And they have um, they even have a Heisman Worthy quarterback on their team right now. Jordan Travis, what a turnaround that kid has made um, in the few years he's been there. So... Uh, watch out for Florida State. Like uh, they're right now, um, even though I support fully support UCF, uh, they're currently the kings of Florida, and they could really turn some heads uh, come January. I'm saying that right now. You say it right now. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you, buddy. Florida State looked really darn good. Mike Norvell is really considering the state that program was in after Jimbo Fisher left. Oh, yeah. Uh, considering how that program was looking, Mike Norvell's I would say has done a very very well good job. Jordan Travis, I've I've only seen him play in revamp, so I mean, I've only, I only have a certain video game opinion, but I think he definitely looks good. I will say LSU. I think LSU still is a solid team. They have the talent oh, they there. Are. I wonder if more so it was just Florida State. If you watch that game back, Zeus, Florida State really did good at getting the pressure on Jalen da- Jaden Daniels because Jaden Daniels good quarterback, but that O-line at LSU did not look good. And here's a shocking fact for you right here. LSU has not won any of their openers at home since 2019 against Georgia Southern. Wow. <laughs> and that was their national championship. That was their, that was their national championship season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's just crazy how um, trends can pop back up and just the narrative changes. So no one had Florida State on their radar. Only a couple people that really know the sport of college football. And, you know, here we are. Um, I don't know if they'll run the table. I mean, Clemson can certainly, um, again, do their soul searching and knock them off to force a, uh, a very interesting uh, conference title game. But for now, um, week one of a reaction, they are definitely the team to beat um, in that conference. And anything can change. Injuries can always happen. But uh, I'm, I'm very excited for this team. I'm good to see um, quality football return to the state, especially with uh... – <laughs> oh, those Gators, man. They just got spanked out west. Oh, um, oh my – dude, it, 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 I wonder if – Florida just got humbled, man. Uh, Florida got humbled big time, I'll tell you that right now. I will say this is kind of funny. Uh, there was a guy in my Twitch chat who we kicked out of the community. He was raging so hard, and I'll admit, I loved every second of it. I, I, loved, I loved every second of it. 
Uh, it's so funny. Yeah, Florida. I don't know Billy Napier. I I've heard him be referred to jokingly as Sun Belt Billy. I don't know how long he'll last. It, it, it the Florida job has just had massive turnover. Like Will Muschamp, Dan Mullen. There's just been a lot of turnover with the with the head coaching job at Florida. I, I, they just can't find the guy they're looking for. Yeah, and Napier was not really the first coach that the Florida fans wanted. They felt entitled, like, no, we want we want Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. Let's go. And then he went to LSU, and the Florida fans were like, oh, oh crap. <laughs> um, and then they're scrambling to find someone to lead the program, and it's just in, it's in shambles right now. I think of the Big Four, um, I'd say UCF, Florida State, and Miami are above the Gators right now as far as the state of the program. Yeah, and it's shocking, even though it makes me happy because <laughs> I've always want. I've always wanted to, uh, to stomp on the Gators for a while now, um, but still, like, uh, it, it, it does suck to see something that's lasted so long just crumble like this. But we'll see. I mean, they're in the SEC; they'll they'll eventually figure it out. They're they're not like uh, like some other SEC programs that just always suck and never get better. Yeah. <laughs> Vanderbilt, <laughs> South Carolina. Have you uh, have you seen Vanderbilt Stadium? By the way, have you seen that? Like. I guess no, I guess Vanderbilt. I'll link you a picture of this when I get a chance, Zeus. But Vanderbilt has construction going on at their stadium that like they were not even done yet, and because they've had to host several games, they've had to hang the scoreboard hanging from two cranes over at Vanderbilt at their stadium because like the part the part of the stadium that they that they rebuilt is around where the scoreboard was. So they, the, the scoreboard, the big video board, is legit hanging from two cranes. Wow, and they have how, they have how much money again? Where's that money going towards? Clearly not athletics if they're having to deal with that. My goodness. I mean, Vanderbilt, for, Vanderbilt pretty much is mainly known as a baseball school. They're a massive college baseball powerhouse. And if you look at where their stadium is, it's pretty, it's pretty close to other buildings in the area. So, like, it's one of those things where expansion just trying to fix that is very very difficult uh that is what's happening there i don't know how that i just find that be very funny just you're gonna hang the score of the video board up by two cranes i i i just think that's so funny oh my goodness other things yeah. you're talking upsets though my friend upsets it was Colorado upset central Lorado and Dion sanders taking down tcu my man, Deion Sanders. I love the way he responded uh, to the media and just hyped everyone up. It's like, yeah, man, I'm taking receipts. I'm going to be the cool version of the Jets coach <laughs> over here and be like, yeah, we told you. We told, told you. I'll tell you this right now. Having watched a lot of Shador Sanders and Travis Hunter at, at the F at, uh, Jackson State, they they played fantastic. Already you're seeing uh, Shador Sanders who completed he had video game numbers. He completed 80% of his passes for 500 yards and then you had Travis Hunter who I'm very big on as a player. Travis Hunter could be I hope I don't know if he'll do this if he goes pro, but he's on both sides of the ball. He caught 11 passes in this game for 119 yards and got interception as a cornerback. It is wow. this this team is wild. Having seen these two at the FCS level, it is no surprise to me that they are doing this good at the FBS level. Of course, this is a TCU team that coming off a loss of Max Duggan and a bunch of their core that led them to that national championship game. So they got Nebraska next, and I, 
it'll be a curiosity to see how good they do. If, 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 if Shador Sanders and maybe oh, even yeah. Travis Hunter, if they could keep up and a smidge of like the kind of play that they had against TCU, dare I say, maybe we could see them at the, uh, uh, at the downtown athletic club trying to <laughs> buy for that Heisman. Oh yeah. He, he is certainly on Heisman watch, even though I don't believe in a team to really make a run to pack 12 title. Um, there are certainly, I think there are, there, there's certainly a bowl, a team that's going to go bowling and maybe win like eight or nine games this year. Um, but their defense, um, is still going to cost them some games this year, but the way they keep believing, like, I'm just reminded of how freaking Dan Campbell led his team, how he fired him up. Yeah. Just a pure players coach, rah, rah. Like we're going to, we're going to shock the world and kick some ass and we're just going to establish ourselves that, Hey, we're the Colorado bowl. We're back. And I'm happy for them since they've been in a very mediocre state of a program for uh decades now so very yeah happy for them. very it's, it's very intriguing you know one they went 111 last year already have matched their win total from last year and you know the only way you can go when you go 111 the previous year the only way you can go is up that very true although uh sanders is not the only one on the heisman watch here there's certainly other notable standouts um so i already mentioned jordan travis <laughs> yeah got, yeah yeah, Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams, obviously, is a uh, another one to keep track of. I don't know when the last time we had back-to-back Heisman winners, but if he does win it again, that'd be insane. Um, and no wonder if the Cardinals are, are are purposely tanking for a guy like that. But we'll see. We'll see up until Caleb Williams. Trying to remember who was the It has only Heisman winners, Zeus. Back-to-back Heisman winners has only happened once and it will be trying to find who it was Andre, Ar, it was see archie griffin of ohio state that's a name you haven't heard in a while archie griffin uh won it back to back 1974 and 1975 and he put up some pretty darn good numbers for that era so that was the last back-to-back heisman winner we could see someone probably for the first time maybe a back-to-back heisman winner from since that period of time, I mean, it's going to be unique to see how they do. I think Caleb Williams, you can definitely put on there. Jordan Travis, for sure. Shador Sanders, and I would say Travis Hunter, too. I mean, again, those two, I think you could put in maybe in a couple weeks if they can keep their play going because players are going to get into cold streaks. Uh, players are going to have their issues, and we could see where that goes, but I'd like to think of them as that possibly, possibly. Uh, we shall see, though. We shall see when it comes to that. The, there's a long ways to go till we get to the Heisman voting, and it should be an exciting, exciting season. Yeah, you're right. A um, couple other notable names that I have here is Notre Dame's quarterback, Sam Hartman, mm. and Michael Penix Jr. from Washington uh, in their dismantling of Boise State. And we'll get to Boise State when I talk about UCF in a bit, but um, yeah, uh, I think the Heisman field is certainly wide open, and it's going to be a very exciting season for quarterbacks. Oof. Some um, some NFL people are saying, yeah, we could have another situation where the first four picks of next year's NFL draft are all going to be quarterbacks, and then we will not be surprised. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot this year. I mean, this could be a big, big class for quarterbacks on the horizon. you got Caleb Williams. Not sure if Spencer Rattler would even be anywhere close to a first-rounder, but I know Spencer Rattler's still there. Caleb Williams, you got Michael Penix Jr. you mentioned, and – there's quarterback. There's going to be more and more talent we see at quarterback popping in and out. I did. Yeah, Jordan Travis, Dylan Gabriel, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> oh, Dylan Gabriel. 
Oh, Dylan. I only chuckle at that because one of my buddies uh, hates Dylan Gabriel. <laughs> hates Dylan Gabriel. <laughs> Lo loves what? him. Loves him. And so in, in the in the video we both play Zeus, he has like he has 71 speed. And he once told me, Manny, I hate Dylan Gabriel. M Manny, I hate Dylan Gabriel. He's an Oklahoma fan, by the way. It's like, I, I hate Dylan Gabriel. Uh, <laughs> not not literally, of course, folks. Let me just make that clear. It's not literally, folks. But that was a tale once described by one of my uh, video game buddies. So uh, what can I say, man? It's going to be an exciting college football season. There's plenty, plenty of games on the horizon. And it's going to be an exciting week. Uh, this upcoming week is going to be a very very fun one so yeah and before we move on to big games of next week i do want to shout out um since we did already shout out colorado the pac-12 man oh yeah undefeated <laughs> undefeated 12-0 with the exception of arizona state which nearly lost a really bad game but goodness um on the brink of their collapse they are just looking dominant and it's just so ironic that the league and its twilight and its twilight years here it's is uh they may they may have they may struggle to have teams under 500 this year maybe it'll be a couple um yeah we'll see how the pac-12 performs and unfortunately for my conference the big 12 it was not the best of weeks with no. uh tech texas tech um dropping a stinker to wyoming and um texas state <laughs> the worst loss of the weekend um over baylor and that program is certainly um really uh looking introspectively here um yeah just not a good week overall for the big 12 huge for the pac-12 and we'll see uh, how those games end up um yeah any any uh thoughts on i will i will say you know what's crazy about texas state though texas state had like the second most transfers in the transfer portal i want to say it was on 38 or something like that only behind colorado so it does not surprise me texas state really looks good coming off the portal uh yeah, those are, it's a rough loss for Baylor, rough for Texas Tech. Uh, I watched a bit of that game actually, and if you watch, oh, yeah? dude, I, I yeah, Wyoming, I, Wyoming doesn't actually exist, uh, fans. Uh, Wyoming doesn't actually exist. I, I firmly believe in that. Besides that point, <laughs> besides that point, I will say that uh, the the fan, the Wyoming fan base, I, I love their quarterback at Wyoming, man. He had this great post game. He's like, we took him to the deep end of the pool, and they'll fall. It's like, yes, dude, dude, rile me up, man. Rile me up, man. I will say, if you watch that play where they throw that touchdown on, dude, Texas Tech goes all out blitz. I'm thinking, like, why are you going all out blitz on that, man? Dude, the the tight end makes a great, great route, and it, that's a, it's an easy it's an easy touchdown. It, it's what what a, what a really rough play to call an all out blitz right there in that situation last play yeah. of the game and they get the two pointer and they win the game but that's really all i think big 12 isn't looking too promising we'll see what else happens with the uh, other the newcomers i think that'll be the big thing people focus on a lot zeus is that the newcomers, oh, the newcomers conference won. oh there we newcomers newcomers want to know just saying <laughs> right now <laughs> oh th th there you go there you go that'll be very 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 fun to see uh, why don't we also, while we're talking, we take a look at the AP poll. Which I, this came out while I was streaming yesterday, so I couldn't really look at this. But uh, Colorado yep. and, and Duke jump into the top 25. 23 for, eight, for sorry, 22, 22 for Colorado, 21 <laughs> for Duke. Clemson has dropped 16 spots in the AP poll to 25. 
Well-deserved. Florida State drops, moves up four spots to fourth. Uh, other big drops, LSU falls to 14th in the conference. In the conference, what am I saying? The, 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 the poll. And yeah, the poll. looking elsewhere, that's the main big moves. Other than that, Notre Dame, Tennessee, and Washington all go up three spots. So your top ten right now is Georgia, Michigan, Bama, Florida State, Ohio State, USC, Penn State, Washington, Tennessee, and Notre Dame. But the big game, there's a big game between some two big AP teams, Zeus. Bama oh, yeah. and Texas on ESPN. Oh, the rematch, because last year's game was absolutely incredible. I was rooting hard for Texas to win that game, and they just could not finish a deal at home. Yeah, I was too. Go, and now they got to go to Tuscaloosa and make or break. This is going to certainly prove, like, are they worthy of being favorites in the Big 12? Or are they pretenders? Like I still think they are. So we'll see. We we will see indeed. I mean that that was just a that I remember watching that game on the last week of the college the foot the baseball season. Uh, that was a wild game. That was just that that could have gone either way. That 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 game really could have gone either way. So it'll be a fun, fun, fun game to see. Other top twenty five matchups. The matchups between. Uh, Ole Miss and Tulane. Tulane, of course, the newest member of the American Athletic Conference. Ole Miss with Jackson Dart. They threw four touchdowns in their last game. That's another big, that's a big top 25 matchup. Oregon and Texas Tech will match up at Lubbock at Jones AT&T Stadium in Lubbock, Texas. So, Oregon and Texas Tech, I, I, that would be a stuff. I'm not going to lie. Texas Tech losing to Wyoming's bad, but I think that could be a match to watch out for, my friend. Oh, yeah. Um, I If I were to put a game on upset alert, it's going to be that one. I think Texas Tech certainly has to play better than what they did last week. And this is definitely the perfect game. They're going to be motivated for this game. So it's either going to be a close loss or they're, they're going to pull up the upset. Um, I don't buy into Oregon's thrashing of the of a nobody team last week. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just like with UCF. Like, we'll get to them. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of teams that start with a cupcake schedule, it's just a tune-up game. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they blow them out. Yeah, we can cross hairs. Like, oh, Ohio State only won by so many. But a lot of teams are facing real speed for the first time. So we'll see. I think that'll be an entertaining game um, between those two schools. Um, any other big games for the week? Yeah, almost playing you already mentioned. Um, Nebraska-Colorado. I mean, <laughs> I'd be really upset if Colorado dropped that game. Nebraska's not a good team. Like, please beat Nebraska. <laughs> and please continue on this train. <laughs> um, Stanford USC eh, could be, but I'm not take much stock in Stanford. Oh, Stanford. Yeah, not not too sure on that one either. Uh, and nonetheless, I think it's gonna be a non fun, another fun week of college football. I will say, uh, uh, big ups to the Oregon Duck. I hope he get dude Zeus. I feel bad for the Oregon Duck, man. <laughs> don't you? Know, if you don't, if y'all don't know, at Oregon, at Oregon. They do push-ups for every score, and they scored 81 points. So I swear, to, I, I, the, the, he's gonna look. I mean, I know the, he's gonna be built soon, but it's like, good lord, I had to do at least. I would say, <laughs> push-ups for every time they score, which was a lot. So, dear Lord in heaven, I'm hoping well for the duck. The duck X tweeted out Zeus that he was still here. They held a video of him still doing push-ups at midfield with nobody there. <laughs> so big ups for the duck zeus why don't you talk through about your ucf knights and we'll talk about your matchup with your knights against the broncos of boise state yeah so quick recap from last week um it was a very good home opener for the my ucf knights they beat kent state 56 to 6 
a very solid victory and great showings on both offense and defense side of the ball. John West Pauling had a pretty good game, although he was also the weak spot of the game, committing three turnovers that have a lot of people, even me included, on edge for next week. Um, but yeah, the atmosphere there was great. Um, the, the the stadium lighting, the, the the lights up, lights down, just a lot of cool cool things in the stadium that um, make it really feel big time. So I'm, I'm happy with the staff for uh, getting that secured. Um, pre-game still pretty solid. And yeah, just we're, we're, we're slowly growing to the powerhouse that I think we can be here at UCF. And um, I already can't wait for the next home game, even though it's against, even though that it's against Villanova. Um, yeah, I think every home game this season is going to be very fun and special. So can't wait for that. But <clears throat> here we go for... This week's uh, big road matchup. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, with Boise State because I don't buy some of the uh, the hubris and confidence that experts and people around the country have with UCF going to Boise State. It's going to be a very tough place to play, and it doesn't matter that Boise State got demolished by Washington. They're are go- they are going to do everything in their power to not go zero and two this season. Like they're 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 one of the G five top dogs. They want to prove they're better than what they showed against Washington. And at home, um, I'm definitely very nervous about this matchup. But I still think UCF has the more talent on their side um, that they can rely on that. And if they don't make mistakes, they should win. So it's either going to be a heartbreaking loss on the road or it's going to be a close win. And I feel like Gus Malzahn, um, even though there's a lot of pessimism from some fans that he's going to blow a game like this, um, I, I think they'll pull it off. I think that they'll go in there. They got the extra rest. Um, they got the motivation. We have the hype of the new conference behind us. Um, it's going to be a very fun game. I'm going to watch with my folks. Um, or maybe I'll go to a sports bar or something, but we'll see. You never know, man. Um, yeah, I, you never know. I, I think they'll come out with a W. I, I fully expect them to come back home 2-0 and feeling great uh, for another 2-0 game before Big 12 play begins. So sure. that's my feeling on the nights. But, um, yeah, what have you seen of UCF? What are your thoughts? I would say, you know, it should be a good matchup. You know, Boise State, keep in mind, again, not a Boise State fan. I live in Idaho, so I know plenty about Idaho athletics. But Boise State's quarterback, Taylor Green, some might say he is the best-kept secret right now in college football. Some have compared him to Mike Vick. Some have compared him to Vince Young. Uh, The dude uh, was a good starter last season. Uh, that's going to be a fun guy to watch and see what he does against the UCF defense. I think, again, I think should be a, should be a good matchup. Should be a good matchup. UCF and Boise State, two of the better, you know, Boise State with the better group of five programs. They've been very consistent as a group of five over the past 20 years or so. And you got UCF, the new upstart coming. I think it'll be a good matchup. Uh, it's better they, they'll be able to play better than Western Carolina did against Arkansas. Uh, that's all I'll say. They played better than Western Carolina did against Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah, and plus uh, Boise State has um, something to prove. Uh, they felt like they'd been slighted the way they lost two years ago at UCF. Yeah. A game that was delayed by a couple hours. So that's why I'm nervous about this game. But a win here, and I'm feeling great about the rest of the season. A loss here, and it's like, oh, boy. Um, well, Let's just hope, though, your Knights don't get swallowed up by the Smurf turf that they have over there at Boise State over there. Uh, did you know, fun fact about Boise State, I'll tell you this right now. I learned this just from working on a college of legs. Did you know that Boise State has trademarked all different versions of colored turf? Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so, Boise State, if you, you've all college football, you know, Boise State has the blue, has the blue field. They call it the Smurf turf, whatever you want to call it. 
I have been told because it was because when, when I was at Washington Carolina Zeus, we had this whole idea of let's make our field purple and gray. Like we have this purple field and we have the little gray mountains on the on like the sidelines. It looked pretty banger. It looked pretty banger, but the school was like, yeah, hell no, we're, we're not we're not doing that, guys. We're not doing that, guys. And I was later told that I guess Boise State owns the trademarks for like different colored turf, which is wild when you think about it. As well. I thought there's another. I thought there's another stadium like Eastern Washington, yeah. or something like that. Eastern Washington like, has the red, the red and the black, but I think it's just the, tr the the legal United States trademark is owned. I think that's what I've heard. I have to research this, but that's what I have been told working in sports this long that Boise State has the trademarks on that. So I guess they have to do some kind of trademark, some kind of agreement, or something like that. Whew, well, I think we need to start talking about the National Football League, but Zeus. We have had some breaking news regarding the oh. NFL. Since we have begun recording this podcast, the San Francisco 49ers and Nick Bosa have agreed to a deal. Five years, $170 million extension with $122.5 million <laughs> guaranteed that will surpass the... $31 million that Aaron Donald is given, making Nick Bosa the highest paid defensive player in history. He'll be paid $34 million a year with $122.5 million guaranteed. So, comes right before the Niners and Steelers game. So, hoo-wee. Yeah. Big news. <laughs> Huge one right there. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. That was perfectly timed. So that's the big breaking news is that Nick Bosa has been signed to an extension. Yeah, and well-deserved. Um, and that's certainly going to help cement the point Amber's, um contender window to stay open. Um, and we'll definitely – actually, why not? Let's just get to let's just get to um, our team's games for the week sure. before we highlight the biggest games. Starting with your Steelers hosting, hosting the 49ers right here. I should – I still tell you this right now, they're still gonna go to Super Bowl. I don't give a damn what everyone says. I don't wanna eat no sourdough bread. Only if it's at Permanis where I'm getting the Rattlesburger sandwich, cause the Steelers are gonna go to Super Bowl. That being said. <laughs> yeah, so right I, now the line is minus two San Francisco, so we're expecting a very close week oh, game. I Take I it away. I would expect the same thing, honestly. The one thing is that George Kittle is questionable for this matchup, uh, so that's a big, big, big loss for the Niners if he stay, if he is not able to play. Uh, as for this team, I mean, I think the Niners the Niners are good. Niners are good. The question, I think, the big thing is, of course, is Powell uh, Brock Purdy's uh, UCL. He tore that in the NFC Championship game. Not sure how. He'll look might be a little bit rusty, but from what I saw in the preseason, he might just be okay. Uh, I think it'll be a close defensive matchup, Zeus. Uh, you have two of the top defensive players in TJ Watt and now and Nick Bosa yeah. going at it, and you have two second-year quarterbacks with a lot to prove in Kenny Pickett and Brock Purdy, who's trying to keep that starting job after the Niners dealt Trey Lance, who was supposed to be the heir apparent to Jimmy Garoppolo, to the Dallas Cowboys, I think it will be a close match. It does not surprise the line is uh, is two and a half San Francisco. The over under is forty one. I think it'll be a very very close game. 
just like Pittsburgh's last uh, season opener, I don't think it'll be as wild as that game was. Uh, that game, that, that opener against Cincinnati uh, last <laughs> season. But uh, I think it'll be a close matchup. Should be a very, very good one. Uh, only, only question that I would have is just with Nick Bosa, man. The Steelers' offensive line was a big issue last year. I don't know oh, how yeah. they'll be. I, I don't know how they'll be this year. I mean, you get you got Broderick Jones, who I'm a big fan of, and you also get some blocking help in Darnell Washington. So I'm I'm very optimistic about that. See how they'll come back. It's gonna you're gonna, you're gonna have your work cut out for you, but let's hope the uh, picket fence will stay uh, nice and sturdy. Uh, now on to you, my friend, with your Miami Dolphins let's as go. they open up their season. That'll be against the. Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers. Oh, no. Yes, the Dolphins, my fins, are making the long trip over to the West Coast to a stadium where I actually kicked a 22-yard field goal in. Wait, you did? And I did. You, I have a video to what, you later. You, 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 okay, that's – hey, XFL, you better hire Zeus over here. He's got a leg. <laughs> yeah, right down the middle. Right let's down the go, middle. Let's go. Go on, but, though. I did hurt my hamstrings. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was like I did it, and then intense pain, and oh god, <laughs> uh, my, my 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 poor left knee. Oh dear. But, yeah, but beyond that, um, yeah, this is uh this is certainly a game that I'm very excited for. It's gonna be um I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. Like I think um it's gonna take some time for Big Vantage's defense to get settled in, especially without Jalen Ramsey out there. It's gonna be um. Our backup, I think Eli Apple's going to be out there, um, as well as um, Co- Kohu. Peter mm-hmm. Kohu is going to be on the other side of, of X, saving Howard. And I do hope it's enough to stop uh, their elite. Uh, they got receivers there over two in L.A. So um, if they can keep them at bay and if the defensive line of Miami can certainly get pressure on Herbert, then I think Miami's going to have enough uh, possessions to really put a hurting on the Chargers defense. Because I don't think the Chargers defense is – that good mm. although they they did frustrate the heck out of Tua last year um in a game that it was one of his worst games last year i think Tua is going to be more motivated than ever to you know hey i'm better than herbert i want to go out here and win big so um I, i'm fully anticipating Tua to go to absolutely ball out um get get the cheetah and the penguin involved get some great um mvp numbers out there so i think the dolphins um, in a shootout, are going to um, come out with the win. So, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, so all right. I believe in the Finns, and it, with our running game, like even though um, Jeff Wilson is going to be out um, for this game, um, and Terod Amster is a little questionable right now, so it has me a little worried. Um, I think they got enough firepower, <clears throat> speed, and talent, and a second year under McDaniel system to really, uh, really show out and prove that this is a unit that can be a top five offense in the NFL. And contend because I, I picked them to be the two seed in, in the AFC. Hope I don't eat those words. So come on, Fins, make me <laughs> proud on Sun. Make me proud Sunday. That's the hope from Zeus. Uh, look at some other big NFL matches. One that I'm looking at: uh, Jacksonville and the Colts. Uh, the debut of Anthony Richardson. He was named the starter not too long ago. So we shall see how Anthony Richardson does. The one of the top draft picks from last year's draft out of the University of Florida. Bryce Young against the Falcons. I think that'll be fun to see. That that's what I'm looking forward to a lot is just these rookie quarterbacks getting their getting their feet wet in the NFL, making their first start 
It should be intriguing to see. Uh, what matchups are you uh, got circled up, uh, Zeus? Yeah, I don't think there's any throwaway matchups this week. The only one that comes to mind that's just a complete don't-watch game will probably be the Cardinals at the Commanders. Oh, God. I think that's going to be terrible. Um, and maybe Texans at Ravens as well, so we have a very meh game that I'd skip. I mean, while watching highlights. But um, I think um, a game that comes to mind, ironically, Packers at the Bears. Really? How are the Packers going to do? Yeah, how are the Packers going to do without Aaron Rodgers? I want to see Jordan Love. I want to see how good that unit still is. And if Justin Fields, can he have his breakout moments? Can they exercise the demons of the Packers owing them for so long that to have this debut game at home uh, to run away with the win? So I think that's a game to circle. I think that's a sneaky good game this week. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I think the I think the uh, Bengals at Browns might be surprising. You have Joe Burrow coming off an injury. The Bengals are not really known to start off hot. So... Um, in my, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get to when we get to my picks, but yeah. I mean, that could be a game that could turn a lot of heads. The Browns, um, they've always frustrated the Bengals, and it's always a close matchup between these two, so I'm looking forward to a game like that. Um, I mean, obviously, Lions and Chiefs, that's the, that's the kickoff game. I'm, I'm oh, excited yeah. to see how those two fare off. Um, and the other game is obviously, uh, the Bills and Jets. How can you forget? Will the Jets put up or will they shut up after all this hoopla this offseason for getting Aaron Rodgers? I'm sick and tired of it already. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. So I'm, I'm hoping the Bills do go in and shut him up, but we'll see. Like, I won't be surprised who wins either way, but that might be the game of the week. Um, I think they're both evenly matched. They both have offense and defense to prove they're both healthy. They have the hatred right there. Um this might be, yeah, I think by far that's going to be my most interested game of the week. All right. I see. I see. That's good. It's going to be a fun time. NFL football. Good to see it back on the horizon tomorrow again. It is the Lions and the Chiefs. My Lions fan housemate will, of course, constantly remind me. Uh, why don't we jump right into Zeus before we go any further? Let's yeah. pick up our big three matchups. Which ones would you like to pick? Yeah, three games, and I'm including the bet here. Oh, big and, thing, big thing. Yeah, so let's circle back to the Jaguars at the Colts. Mm -hmm. I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to put this as my lock of the week. Um, I'm sorry, Anthony Richardson, but I don't think you're ready for the NFL. And I do think the Jaguars are going to go into or are going to go into the Colts' house, and they're going to win by at least a touchdown. I think that's very manageable, and. I think I'm, that's going to be a game I'm going to lock it in um, as one of my picks that I think the Jaguars are good enough and should be strong offensively to put up enough points that the Colts can't recover from. So that's my first game. What do you think? I, I, I think I, I have to agree with you, man. I mean, Jacksonville coming off that big season, they've got a lot to show that they can consistently contend. I think that was the big issue with Jacksonville. They – they had talent, just could never consistently attend. I think I, I think I, I think I agree with you on that lock, man. I, I agree with you, man. That's an understandable one. Jacksonville has the line by five over under the forty-five and a half. Yep. I have to agree with you, man. I think I think Jacksonville's got this one. Yeah, that's if I was a betting man, I, I definitely would put money on them, and we'll see if I regret that. <laughs> but go ahead, uh, give me your first game that you're locking so, in. So I'd say the first game that I'm locking in, uh, I'd say. Denver and Vegas. Now, 
the thing with the thing is is that this they the Vegas has the line being Denver by three and a half. Yeah. Now and 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 a lot of people are really big on the Broncos this year, which I can I can understand. You get you bring in Sean Payton, you you're trying to rehab Russell Wilson. I'm a person that believes that I, I'm pretty sure Russ will recover. He had so much embarrassment. Let's ride. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. He had so much That's embarrassment right. with uh, trying to be the Joker in his subway ads that uh, I think Sean Payton finally said, "Look, you can't, you can't focus on Russell, on Russ. Let's cook. Let's ride. You got to focus on the team." And I think Sean Payton, you know, considering he has done so well making work with his quarterbacks, I, I'm a very, I, I will, I will, I will say, I think Denver has a chance. Raiders will make it interesting. I think Jimmy Garoppolo. Always thought is not a bad starter, and the Raiders themselves are not a bad team. But I will say Denver will take that one. Uh, what do you say, though? What do you say? Ooh, are they gonna cover? I think they're unproven, mm. but yeah, man, I think I think they can win by four. I, I can certainly see. I that could, I could, know. I could see it too. They they don't have Jerry Judy, who's which I Jerry Judy's actually questionable. But considering how they played in their last their last game of the season. Uh, the last couple games of the year, I think, you know, they have some momentum going forward. We, we'll see, though. We'll see. I've always thought that Denver has a good receiving core. It's just they've never had – they've only had that rent-a-QB era. They only had all these different quarterbacks, and it's like I've always thought that they have a good receiving core. You get the right guy there, they can be good. So I will say Denver, uh, I will take I will take that. I, I, I'm a bit – I'm, I, I will be ballsy, and I will say I think they could cover that. Yeah, yeah. It's always tricky when you're above the, the three line since oh, NFL yeah. games tend to be pretty close. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, risky, but I think worth it because I, I think the Raiders are just so far gone that they're they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm always worried week one, especially division games. There's a lot to pick from. But, yeah, I think oh. that's a solid, that's a, that's a solid first pick, Manny. Well, thank you. What else you got? What else are you looking at, buddy? All right, so I'm going to circle back to what I said, the Bengals and the Browns. Mm-hmm. So I have a lock of the week. I'm going for the Zeus upset special of the week. I think the Brownies somehow <laughs> at home really sent the kitty go meows, as Tom Grassi puts it. The Bengals are getting on the L train, baby. I I don't know. I just some, something, something feels off about this game. I think the Bengals are going to start slow, and the Browns are going to take advantage, um, especially with a lot of lot to prove with Deshaun Watson and their running game and their coach. Like they, they they want to come out, they want to punch the Bengals in the mouth, and this is their time to do it. So if they don't do it now, they're never going to do it. So I yeah. And the line, I mean, obviously it's if the Browns win, I cover because <laughs> yeah, since he's the favorite. But um, yeah, I think an outright win. I think the Browns somehow they'll they'll get it done. I really shouldn't believe in the Browns, but some. Feeling. Gut I feeling can, they're gonna pull I can understand that. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, w- 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 a couple of years ago, you couldn't make that thing because the Browns were the factory of sadness. But uh, the fact of the matter is, is that the Browns themselves have made a lot of their older rivalry games between Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. They've made them a whole lot more just by the fact that they're good again, and it's. It's still one that I still struggle with even admitting, like, because like it, we 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 have, I have grown up my whole most of my adult life, knowing that the Browns have just been bad. That 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 is just a fact of me growing up. So I mean, 
I, if this was 10 years ago, I'd say Zeus. I'm crazy. Uh, yes. Uh, this <laughs> one I can understand, though. The Browns have talent to compete. The question is, again, is just how will they go? You mentioned the Bengals do start off a bit slow, but uh, I think with the line being two and a half for Cincy, I can understand that being your upset, man. I can understand yeah. that. I can understand that. I get the logic Plus, behind uh, that. The bang- uh, uh, Burrow's coming off a calf injury. We don't know if he's going to aggravate that or if he's going to kind of limit the playbook there. Um, so it's big question marks, and I'm going to take advantage of those question marks for this game. Yeah. As for my upset, I will go to Lions and the Chiefs. Now, historically, historically, I have mentioned this a lot to people. I'm not a big Jared Goff guy. I will, I will come out here and say it. I am not the biggest Jared Goff fan in the world. I, 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 I am not at all. But I will say this. I will say that Jared Goff does fit what they're trying to do in, in, in Detroit. I can admit that even though I'm not the biggest fan of the guy, it probably was because he was over. He was very hyped up coming out of Cal. I'm, I'm just like, I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't get it when he was coming out of college. But I think the Lions have a lot of potential. Uh, just from how they finished the last season, you're bringing in Jameer Gibbs. You're bringing in, you have a good receiving core. I like their receiving core. You got vets like Marvin Jones Jr. You got Amon Ra St. Brown. Jamison Williams. He spent it for a first couple of the games, so we don't think he'll be in this matchup. But he does look promising. Brock right at tight end. And you got C.J. Gardner-Johnson on the corner slot. There, there's, this is a solid team that I think has the potential. And I will say, I think they just they just could upset these Chiefs. I think. Whoa. I think. Whoa, I, think I, I'm going, I am going full chaos. I mean, the Chiefs, I think they'll play good. Like, I'm not saying the Chiefs are going to, like, get destroyed. But I think. Lions have a chance at this upset. They have an opportunity. I think if they play like they played most of last like late part of last season, look at that upset. I will take the Lions over the Chiefs. My goodness. <laughs> some, you. some might say I'm crazy. Some might say I'm crazy, but I will t- I will just say this right now. I think that any given day in the NFL, any kind of result can happen. And That's right. The Lions I have seen get penciled in constantly for NFC North champion, uh, wild card spot. And while I will say, like, I have seen so many people overhype them, I think they have a potential to do really, really darn good. And what better way to show that you're here in the NFL than knocking off the defending Super Bowl champions? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Hey, I like. What could I say? I like. I, I like to. At least I'm putting logic behind my picks, unlike some people. But other than that, point. Uh, <laughs> Zeus, what is your final? What's your, what's your final pick? You want to go for? Oh man, I'm bouncing between a couple right now. Okay, okay, okay. Oh man, it's like, man, it's like, do I dare? Do, do you I, dare? Ooh. Yes. Do I dare? Crap on the Patriots here. <laughs> okay. Or, I mean, because it's Philly minus four, but I know Bill Belichick's defense is like, mm-hmm. and then early, early season, early season um, adjustments always have me wary. But you know what? We're gonna pivot to another AFC's team. It's gonna be the Bills and Jets game. Because mm-hmm. the line is Buffalo minus two and a half. And so you know, it's like, who do I hate more? Is it the Bills? Is it the Jets? Hmm. 
I don't know. Maybe I support the Jets. You are kidding me. Fuck that! <laughs> Bills all the way. Bills cover three. Silence the Jets. Screw them. I think they're going to get it done on the road. The Jets are going to be licking their wounds. Um, and yeah, I, I either I'm going to have Bills Mafia absolutely hating me for jinxing them, or I mean, Nostradamus over here be like, I told you so. Shut up, Jet fans. Somebody, so, uh, Bills Mafia, anywhere near Mr. My Pegasus friend, uh, prepare your tables. That's all I gotta say. Prepare, prepare your tables. Prepare your tables. Oh my goodness. If they lose, I'm not gonna hear about it. It's just gonna be, especially with my friend Summer. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? Could you imagine, though, like, after this game happens, you're like, dang, man, then you just go outside. Zeus! And you just see a row of tables, like, just outside the walkway. There's, 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 there's tables everywhere, like, What did you say on the Furries of Football podcast, Zeus? What did you say? Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. At that point. For my game, though, I will I will pivot to a matchup that's closer to me, the closest NFL team to me being the Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams. So this game is going to be a fun matchup, I think, Zeus, because last season... This matchup was what kept the Lions out of the playoffs in what was perhaps one of the worst officiated games of all time. If you watch it back, it's it's, it's an awfully officiated game. I don't remember it, but I, I wouldn't put it past them. It was, uh, it, was, it was bad to the point where, like, there was a lot of bad calls. I'll link you a video at some point, but it was so bad that one Lions fan that I used to Used to used to have around in my chat. He was legitimately throwing around accusations that they refs have been paid off, and I had to be, hey man, chill out, Ch chill, Ch chill. They weren't paid. Chill out. It's okay. I know you're upset. Chill out. <laughs> Ch mm -hmm. Chill out. Uh, I think though, you know, Seattle's Seattle's got something going. I mean, we've seen the resurrection of Geno Smith. I'm. Interesting to see what he could do. Geno, Geno Smith, you got a really good receiving core. Jackson Smith, Jig, making his debut. Rams have Stetson Bennett the fourth and Matt Stafford, who, who allegedly is having trouble connecting with his teammate, Zeus. He legit had the training staff print out a picture of everyone's faces so he could remember what they looked like. This is, of course, according to his wife on his podcast, admitted that Matt Stafford is having trouble Connect with teammates. That being said, I think the the Rams, of course, had a rough season coming off that at Super Bowl high. They went all in on that Super Bowl, and that's where they yep. kind of they went. They, they, it went all like they got one ring, but the next year they recently Cooper Cup. This was announced today. Cooper Cup is out. Stetson Bennett is out, and Hunter Long at tight end is out for this game. I will take Seattle. Now, will they cover that line though? Yeah, that's that's what has me driven away. I don't like lines like that. It's a it's a massive line, so I don't think they'll cover. But I think they win. Do they cover though? That is the ultimate yeah. question. That is the ultimate question. That being said, I think I you know what you know what I I was thinking if they might not do it, but you know what, you know what, you know what, you know yeah. what? what, I what I think they I think they could. Anything can happen. You have Aaron Dom on the other side of the football, some might say, but he's close to his late 30s at this point. He has played so long. I think he still will be physically dominant. The question is, is what about the rest of that team? The only other player I can think of beyond Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup on that Rams team uh -huh. is, is Aaron Donald. 
like th that's the thing is that they may have a, a decent enough roster. I don't think they will win this game. I think they. I think. I think Seattle just might cover that uh, that line. Ooh, that'd be two field goals or a touchdown. I I what think they can. Think? I well, well, you know, I'm thinking of it by like this matchup entirely. It's just you know, if this was last season, I could totally be like you know, Seattle might not cover that. You know, it's get by. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go with that one. But you know, if, if it was like last year before we knew that Geno Smith can still play in the right system, you know. I would have I would have not taken this game, but I think Gino still has something he can prove, and if he gets hurt, Drew Locke can play well. And if there's one thing I like about Seattle, it's very system. It's very systematic in how they play. You know, Gino Smith had one of the best years of his career last year. And keep in mind, keep in mind, Zeus, Gino Smith was written off as one of those big busts from the some from from, from the from the Jets. He was written off as one of the big busts from the Jets. Never threw more than 13 touchdowns in his NFL career. Last year, he threw 30 touchdowns. So I uh, think... Yeah. yeah, you're right. I think they have a system that's going to work around Geno Smith. I think they have something that's going to work for him and going to make him successful. Will, is he going to be MVP? <laughs> that's a bit crazy, but he has turned into a pretty good starter. Very, very good, considering that for the past couple, he's just been... And he was a part of that really, really bad 2013 uh, NFL draft class. So that being said, I think Seattle has Seattle will cover that line against a Rams team that I'm not too big on. Just, just in general, when you look at the Rams, it's just they have they're so far removed from that team, from that Super Bowl team, that I can't really say. And you lose Cooper Cup as well. Uh, I'm not. I'm not too. Pop, I'm not too big on what on uh, on the Rams, but uh, I think that will uh, be that for us. Zeus, do you have any final thoughts? Any final thoughts? Just best of luck for. Uh, yeah, best of luck in the picks. Uh, NFL is back. Um, I am fully anticipating a lot of fun storylines next week. And yeah, go Fins, go Knights. I'm yeah. Ultra excited. How about you? Oh, buddy, the excitement is so palpable. I could cut it with the knife, not figuratively, of course. I don't have a knife in this area, but I'm excited as well, man. This is going to be a fun, fun time. NFL football Sundays. I'm sorry. I'm putting in my notice. I'm staying home all Sunday. That being said, thank you for listening into the Furries and Football Podcast. I told you, a dragon and a Pegasus talk football things can go pretty crazy. That being said, from my co-host Zeus Pegasus, I am Manny Jones. We will see you next week, and we'll talk to you more about what happens next week in the NFL and the college football landscape. So then, we're out of here. <laughs>